Now y'all know here um, <laughs> on my show, I'm completely honest about everything that goes on. Now let me tell you a story about this little take here. So, I did one take earlier just live, um, just full out. So let me come back and do a couple more takes. And each time I just did another take, I get more and more fun. Like, like now. That's the first take. Love it, love it, love it. 
Someone 
because it had a happy ending. It's true. After Funny Girl, the way we were in The Prince of Tides, you know, it was time that the girl got the guy. Mm. Right? Again, if some of you are just tuned in and you're listening to KG and the lab, we are... Dreams of you all drown, and 
chosen that really speaks to what my heart is saying and I don't even choose them. It's totally on random today as you probably determined. But it's just picking all the right stuff. It's just, oh, stay tuned. We are going to have an interview with Michael Wonderspoon. He has a wonderful new book out. The Cost of Indecision. A plan for music and life. And talking about an artist who understands that, Mr. Michael Franks, every time she whispers. There isn't any part of me she does not know. We've been together about a thousand years or so. Still almost instantly my love begins to show every time she it makes no difference if I'm down upon my luck When she invites me in, my gloom becomes unstuck I feel the barriers around me deconstruct Every time she whispers Internet or interface, download, upload, database. Pixel, schmixel, cyber speak, they may as well be speaking Greek. Once, a floppy disk meant you had a bump back. A hack drove a cab and a burger was a Mac. Modems, chat rooms, dots and dats. A mouse in your pad, that's why we had cats. 
Nowadays, you need a degree from MIT to operate your own TV. I used to find a channel quicker when all you needed was one clicker. Listen, I don't mean to bigger, but now my clicker has a clicker. And each new clicker makes me sicker. If I could only find a clicker to turn all the clickers off. Notice on the radio um, station, I've been playing a lot more um, sound classified Bollywood music. Ooh, ah, 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 ooh.
27 minutes in. We're waiting for Michael to call. So we can discuss his, um, his book. But in the meantime, it's a walk in the rain with Mr. Michael Francis. Oh, come on, Michael. I lifted a painting by Renoir, dying late in the sidewalk cafes. But lately I seem to be more inclined. For a walk in the rain I dance to Crapelli and Django Saw candlelight through Beaujolais Lately, I seem to be more inclined for a walk in the rain. We laughed at
Um, ladies and gentlemen, as I promised you all earlier and all that craziness that's always happening earlier in the show, I am so very happy to have Michael Weatherspoon on with me today to discuss his new book. And let me get this right, because yes. I always I always say this. Because it's, it's this, this title alone, we, and we're going to discuss the title first. The Cost of Indecision, A Plan for Music and Life. But before we yes. get into all that, because there's a lot of questions I want to ask you on behalf of my listeners, um, because they're probably trying to figure out what's going on, because I normally don't do... Um, interview shows or whether I haven't done one in a while but let's, as I tell them all the time whenever I feel there's something that I think they need to know and I think is going to enhance their life whether it be a song or a piece of art or whatever it, the case may be I feel it's my obligation to bring it to them so therefore that's why you're on the show because I feel what you have is pertinent and needs to be heard by a multitude of people and I happen to have quite a few people who listen to the show um, so before we get into that, because like I said, there's so many questions, and this is the weird thing, because I'm, I'm going to give some insight to my listeners. Michael is a very good friend of mine. We've been knowing each other for, ooh, what is it, Michael, for almost 20 years now, is it? Uh, it's been 20 years. Yeah. It's been, been 20, 20. Yeah. I'm much, I'm much older than Mike is. So when I met him, he was like in kindergarten. But, uh, <laughs> 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 but it has been amazing just to watch this man mature and all the different things he does. Uh, I'm going to have on my website, on, on, on my Facebook page, where you can find out more information about him. Um, he's going to have a book signing coming up in two weeks. That's Monday, April the 4th. Um, I'll, like I said, all that information will be on my Facebook, and we'll talk about it more as the, as, um, the show goes on. But um, I just want to jump right in because, like I said, I've been knowing Mike, so this is kind of weird for me because interviewing a friend is different from interviewing someone you really don't know. So I know a lot about what's going on with the book, but I'm just as lost as some of you all are are because we've talked about it in in pieces i knew what he was going on you know he was shutting down and and and, and shutting out people and, and sitting down and just really getting down to nitty-gritty but we never really talked about the nuts and bolts of it so um mm -hmm. if you're not familiar with michael weatherspoon like i said we're going to give you his his web web address and everything this man is what i consider a renaissance man of 2016. He does it all. He is a producer. He is an artist. He he was, has been an AR director. He, he speaks all over the country. He plays for everybody. He is the true embodiment of what I consider a renaissance man. So, Michael, I want to thank you, first of all, for taking time out of your busy, busy schedule to sit in and just chit-chat with us and, and tell us about this, um, about this book. And my first question that comes to mind, like I said, I want to start mm -hmm. right, right with at the start. The title, The Cost mm -hmm. of Indecision, A Plan mm -hmm. for Music and Life. Give me a little insight. How did you come up with this particular title? Well, you know, Keith, uh, well, first, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be on your show. And uh, I hope uh, the listeners can, can grab something from it. Uh, the, the, the title really stems from the lack of our leaders uh, having the ability to make a decision. And when they make a mistake, they lack the fortitude to correct it. And a lot of the problems that I've seen in the music industry and in church 
as it relates to music and even in in some of the ministries and organizations that work along with music is that we have leaders that are afraid to make a decision like the knowledge and the know-how to make a decision because they've been hired uh, over an area that they don't have the skill set for mm -hmm. so how can you effectively lead how can you effectively empower people uh, when you don't have a knowledge or skill set for the area that you've been uh, assigned to and so a lot of the the, the uh, lack of advancement uh, the lack of effectiveness really stems from our leaders inability to make a decision make an effective one or or correct the the, the mistake that they made mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so would you say and so, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, didn't mean to cut you off. I, and no, and so that's and that's where that title came from, you uh -huh. know. And 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 and, I, and I'm not a life coach. I mean, you see music in life. Uh huh. I, I'm not a life coach. Uh, but a lot of the when I did a lot of my study, uh, on on music and and how it really should be structured and led and organized, a lot of the principles applies to everyday life. Mm -hmm. You know, regardless if you're a singer, musician, dancer. Uh, producer in the arts. I mean, it's, it's principles that you can use in your your daily life. I understand. Why now? Why did you decide to do this now? Why not, you know, 10 years ago? Why not um, five years ago? Why did you feel pressed to, to do this at this present time? Well, you know, uh, writing this book was not an as not an aspiration for me. I mean, it was not something that I, I, I sought to do. Mm -hmm. In 2010, when I was asked to be of the music ministry uh, at Valley Kingdom uh, by Pastor Jeff Newton, who's the pastor of ministries there, you know, uh, not to be too deep, but, you know, God really spoke to me and said, you know, Michael, my, my people are put in positions and they're not trained. Mm -hmm. And I need, uh, there's some things that I want you to do. And so uh, I began to put together a four-week training class uh, to the new members and the current members of the music ministry that they had to take before they could be released to sing or dance or play. And uh, and then it turned into people heard about it and asked me to speak at, at, to their ministries, speak at different conferences and seminars, and then it just turned into a manuscript. Mm -hmm. And it really took me five years to, to do it. Wow, um, okay. You know, I had writer's block. I had, um, um, you know, I had to step away from it a couple of times. Uh, but then, you know, a lot of the speaking engagements allowed me to add on to the book. And really, it just came to a culmination last year. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it took me, it took five years. So I think now is the right time uh, for it uh, to be released. It definitely is the right time. During that, the, during the process, because this is what you were explaining right now, actually, is, is the process, and I think that's what throws a lot of people out when they want to take on an endeavor um, such as this. Because when you're writing something that's nonfiction and you're writing something that you want to um, to edify and encourage people, that takes time, as we see you put that time in. What type of inspiration did you get along the way? Or whether was it um, people who inspired you, or were it, or is it certain um, 
um, people that you listened to or heard that you mm -hmm. picked up things and, and you felt that um, they came in your life at the right time and you incorporate those in the book? Who, ins who inspired you to say certain things or who did not? Mm -hmm. Well, family, you know, inspired uh, one, you know, uh, me, Shane, and, and, and our daughter, Mackenzie, kept encouraging me uh, to continue writing mm -hmm. uh, and that the book was needed, you know, so you got to have encouragement uh, from within your family. Uh, but also the, the, the biggest encouragement people what came from people who actually heard the teachings and it changed their perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, when I was asked to speak at conferences or, or seminars, I mean, there were people that's been in music ministry for 20, 30 years, never heard their assignment explained to them. You know, they, you know, they never knew what their role was and how important it was. And so to hear people say, you know, Michael, uh, I really needed this. Or, you know, Michael, you've encouraged me. Or, Michael, I, I was ready to give up, but I heard this teaching, or I heard your lecture, and uh, it's, it's inspired me to keep going. Hmm. Now I know what my purpose is. I know what my assignment is. And, you know, that's the biggest encouragement that you can receive. And you know that you're really uh, affecting people and that you're, the message that you have is, is pertinent because it's touching people right where they are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The, what, the question that, that comes to my mind, and, 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 and that's great, like you just said, it, it, it is so important to be um, inspired by those who are around you to push you. But like you said, you you took this and you birthed it and you and you and you massaged it and you you know um, brought it to a fruition that it came into a book form. For someone who who is trying to make that transition, because from from speaking to people from face to face versus speaking to them in written form, is there a difference you would say in your um, in your speeches versus the book, or has is the book just uh, plain, just like? Oh, here are all the speeches that I did, and I just called, took all the speeches, and I just threw them into this book and threw chapters on the top of them. Oh, absolutely not. No, I, there was a lot of thought and a lot of planning that went into the layout of the book. But what I did when we tell the publisher was that I wanted to keep my voice. I wanted to, I didn't want this book to be too deep to where people couldn't understand it. I wanted it to read as if uh, it was a conversation. Mm -hmm. I wanted to, it to read to where there were examples that probably everybody's went through in their life in certain chapters that it can make it re the book relatable. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted people to read it and say, hey, you know, I understand this. I know where perspective he's coming from. I've seen this. I, I've, I've lived this. Uh, or now I understand. And, and so I wanted, I didn't want the book to be just a culmination of presentations and speeches and Facebook posts and things like that. I, I, I wanted to tell a story that made sense uh, because, you know, it's, it's biblically based, but then there's also practical examples uh, from all of my lives that we've experienced that caused everything to come together and make sense. So it was important for me to make sure that the publisher didn't change my voice and that uh, it would be understand it would be an easy read for anybody. Okay. Do you feel that they honored that um, that request? 
Well, of course. They absolutely did. Because <laughs> otherwise, otherwise it wouldn't be published, right? <laughs> right. They, they did, and they understood it. That's and they awesome. didn't want to change uh, my sound or change, add things into the book uh, or take, take things away. And that's the thing that I, I loved about it. Uh, when I read it now, and that I've got a copy in my hand, uh, it's me. Mm-hmm. And and I think I think that's what any artist wants, even whether they're doing a record or they're doing paintings, uh, they're 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 a speaker, uh, anything in the arts you want to be able to whatever you present to be you. You want people to see you, hear you, understand you. You want it to be your voice, mm-hmm. and so uh, that was important. Let me let me let me ask you this. I mean, and I know this is a this is a, a tricky question, and I'm not quite sure if anybody has asked you this. And I know you've been doing a lot of promoting for the book, but if there was one particular audience that you think this book is designed for, or if someone was trying to push this on one particular audience, do you think it's just designed for one particular audience, or do you think it it, it does have a wide appeal for those individuals who are not in the music business, who have who are have never been in in church? Um, how, what, what do you feel that they will be able to get from what you are speaking about? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the thing that anybody will be able to get from this book is just having order in your life, mm-hmm. uh, and knowing your purpose, knowing your assignment, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't have to be in music. Uh, the principles in the book will help anybody wherever they're at. Mm-hmm. But if there is a target audience, it would be the leaders. Okay. Um, it would be the leaders that are uh, over organizations and and making sure that uh, you're empowering people, uh, you're getting, you're meeting your assignments and your goals, your initiatives, and that you're just leading in an effective way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, if there, if there was a target audience, that would, that would be the audience. Yeah, definitely, because we all need some type of from, like you say, you're a leader or you're in an organization, wherever your place may be, you need to understand what your place is. Why do you think that's so hard for people to do? Why? How do you think people just, just lose their way in, in that regard? Mm-hmm. Well, a lot, one of the things that I've noticed is it's not that people don't know their purpose. It's a lot of times or their assignment a lot of times, Keith, is the assignment that we have, we don't want to do it. Mm. We want to do someone else's assignment. We want to do someone else's job. Mm-hmm. Or we're not happy with the area that we've been assigned to or our calling. It's not that people don't know. It's that a lot of times we just don't want to do it. Mm. And so, uh, or we, and then the other piece, Keith, is we accept positions that we don't, we don't have a skill set for. Mm. You know, I, I'm not an architect, mm-hmm. so I, there will be no need for me to be over uh, the Association for Architects. <laughs> um, there's no way, there's nothing I could do to help them because first of all, I'm coming into a position where I won't have any respect because the architects would know that I don't, I don't know how to draw. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to have a blueprints. I don't know how to design. So, and what happens a lot of times, Keith, is we accept positions for the paycheck, uh, for the platform, mm-hmm. for the notoriety, but we, we don't even know the skill set to effectively uh, make that job or that position uh, uh, be at, at 100%. Mm-hmm. And so then we lose the people. We lose the respect and the effectiveness of the people that's under us. And so 
a lot of things end up in chaos. So it's, it, you know, it's one of two things that I've seen. You know, we, we, we know our assignment, mm -hmm. but we don't want to accept it because we covered another position. Or, or we have accepted positions that we have no knowledge of or the skill set that's needed. You know what, and it's, it's, it's odd for me, not for me, but for some of my listeners to hear this, 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 that's revelation. That is information that is not common, um, is not uh, of the norm that you hear individuals saying that, oh, you know you're in a position that you, you really shouldn't be in. And how do you find the courage, other than reading this book, because this is going to be a really good start for a lot of you all, um, to find the courage to make a move? To go outside of the, to, to put aside the, the, the monetary reward that you might be getting, to put aside the, um, the accolades or the prestige that you might be receiving, and find where exactly you are supposed to be. So, my question is for the, the individuals who really don't have a, because um, I mean, because it works for, in my, in my view, I see this because I, I haven't had the opportunity to read the book yet, but I know just in some of our conversations that we've had, I, I, I feel I, um, where you're going. I know the, the, the message that you're trying to, um, to deliver to the individuals. And I just see it as such a, um, a great tool. This, in, this instrument that you have created here is going to be a, a tremendous tool to help individuals get over that hurdle to make that decision to do to, to, to something. Because this is the, thing, the part, you said the cost of indecision. Let's talk about that for just one second. What mm -hmm. is the cost of indecision? Well, listen, that price that you're going to pay for being indecisive about your life or about your purpose or your assignment, uh, it's, that price is it, going to have a, ta a price tag on it that you cannot pay. Mm -hmm. Many people don't never recover in their lives uh, from the indecisiveness, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's through fear, uh, whether it's through peer pressure, whether it's through uh, family, uh, you know, any emotional distress. Uh, self-esteem, you, know, you have to be able to make a decision. Uh, and then, uh, you know, my dad used to tell me something, Keith, when I was younger. Mm -hmm. You know, he said, make a decision. He said, live, and live with the decision you make. Mm. But then if, it, if the decision is wrong, it doesn't hurt your manhood to correct it mm. or to change it. Mm -hmm. And that's where the problem lies, uh, Keith. Uh, we, we know that we made a wrong decision, uh, but we don't correct it. We don't change it. Uh, we live with a mistake, and that's something that you should never do. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, successful people don't live with mistakes. They, they correct it. And, and that's really the only difference many times between successful people and people that, that, are, that are not living where they need to be, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is that the successful people corrected their mistake. Good, good point, good point, good point. Um, just a quick right there. If you just tuned in, uh, you listen to KG and the Radio on Radio.com. I know some of you all might get confused, but you're used to hearing a lot of music and crazy that's going on right here. It will be later on. 
but I am speaking with Michael Weatherspoon. We are talking about his book, The Cost of Indecision, A Plan for Music and Life. And uh, I said before, all the information as far as the book will be on my uh, Facebook page, KG in the Lab, and we'll be keeping you all in touch with the book. The book gets released in, in two weeks on the 4th, correct? Right. Okay. Okay. Right now, I'm doing pre-sales, so it'll be, uh, if you order through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or publisher website, it'll be mailed to you on the 4th or downloaded to your digital device on the 4th. Um, but if you want to come out to the book signing, uh, you can. It'll be on Monday, April 4th, 7 to 9 p.m. at the LeBlanc Hotel in Homewood. And uh, we'll have books there, or you can purchase it ahead of time through the publisher paywall publishing and it'll be there for, for you i'll sign it take pictures with you have a good time network and it'll be a great night love it and, and that information if you didn't catch it will be available again on my facebook page and it'll also be on the aldersradio.com page also um a couple of more questions for you mike i know you're busy I'm, i don't, don't want to hold you up too longer uh too much longer but I do want to again thank you so much for uh, for stopping by and, and and sharing some information here with uh, with our listeners. Um, so so is this the end of of, of the author or of Michael Weatherspoon? The author will be are are there are there more books in 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 the works or where are we there? Well, I haven't started writing a second one, but I think there's one there. Uh, I haven't got haven't started anything at this moment, but mm -hmm. I do plan on writing a second one. Uh, not sure of uh, the direction of that, but I'm sure it'll come to me soon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, I mean, because you're the type of person, um, I'm letting the listeners know what type of person you are, because you wouldn't say it yourself. Michael is the type of person who always has his eyes and ears open, and he's um, always looking and listening to see what is going to help individuals, not just themselves, because he's not one of those selfish type of individuals, but what is going to help, not just the body of Christ, but the body of any individuals who are just going through their daily lives is gonna help them. And I appreciate you for being that type of person, because we don't have that many people who are like that in this world at this present time. Um, so that, that is a great thing. So evening, whatever you, you is birthed in your spirit from here, uh, as far as a different as another book, I'm sure that project is going to be just as impactful and just as helpful as I know the cost of indecision of playing for music and life is going to be. Um, quick, quick, since we're talking about music and life, and this, this is a musical show right now, uh, I just want to touch a little bit on, on, on your view of the state of not just gospel music, but the state of, of music. Um, as you see it, as a performer, as a producer, as you touch every aspect of the business. So how do you feel, you know, just in general terms, I know that that's a loaded question, but how do you feel about the state of, of the music business right now? Well, uh, I tell people all the time, the artists get what they wanted. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they have access, they have control, you know, uh, when things went from analog to digital, uh, it gave everyone access. Uh, the record labels are not in control anymore. You can be your own label. You can handle your own distribution, your merchandise, marketing. So the artists got what they wanted. Mm -hmm. 
you get access. Uh, the problem with that is that <laughs> the market is oversaturated with talent. Uh, because when we went to digital, it lowered the price. You know, when I first started, you know, you had to be in a, uh, in a studio for $200 an hour and record music reel to reel and have to buy tapes. And, you know, you didn't have access to any of the marketing, uh, manufacturing, mm -hmm. distribution. You know, now artists have that. Uh, so, it, you know, the, tech, the market is oversaturated, but the talent is really good. Mm. You know, uh, you know, our young musicians and singers are starting early. Um, they're really gifted and talented. The one thing that does bother me is, you know, the message has changed. You know, I, I, I'm kind of discouraged at what the young people are listening to now. Um, you know, I, uh, the message that's being put forth in a lot of our music today doesn't uplift and, and advance our young people. Um, you know, it's got to be more than sex, money, and drugs mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and violence. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of the lyrical content bothers me. But I think, you know, as long as the artists uh, handle their portfolio, I think things will be well. Good point, good point. And, and I, I do, um, and my listeners will uh, attest to this, I have a, that exact same gripe with a lot of the lyrical content of um of the music that we're hearing coming out um but you know and, and, and there's a friend of mine tony stark who has a, a station also he does our hip-hop station and whenever that this conversation is brought up he always said well you know this is that's the way that they talk now you know they they that's the way the generation talk and we we had our slang words that we used when we were coming up and and i understand and I, I guess it's just you know it's that revelation of knowing that um we are in a certain time of evolution and once our time is up you know the next evolution uh, next part will be you know totally different from where we are right now it's hard to to to, to know what where you are in the midst of evolution because all things evolve all things evolve and, and there's no stopping that, and it's a great thing but like you said it is a little discouraging um, and not, you, you mentioned the lyrical content, but some of the, the more popular music, I even have gripe with some of the actual technicality in the musical content because a lot of looping, a lot of, you know, just, you know, mediocre in my mind um, compositions. Um, and, and I guess that's coming out because we see a lot of more uh, covers being done now. People going back and grabbing stuff from the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and uh, not a lot of new material being produced. And, and so that's, that's always on one of my concerns when it comes to the state of um, mm -hmm. music right now, you know? I agree. Yeah. I agree with you, yeah. Um, you know, and, and the artists are doing a lot of covers now and uh, a lot of remixing and, and, and things. Uh, you know, I, you, you can make a point that that creativity it's kind of taking the nosedive, mm -hmm. but the talent level is just so much, so much better. Uh, and, and the, you know, the, well, let me take that back. Not necessarily so much better, but they're starting younger. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and they're, and they're, and they're better faster than we were mm -hmm. and the generation before us, you know, uh, the young people now are getting started very early and it's just so much because they have access. Uh, but in, in a lot of times, some of the creativity is lost 
But um, those that are really creative, they rise to the top. I mean, you see them and they're identified. So we, we know who they are. True, true, true. Very true, very true. Okay. Well, we're getting down. Um, we got like, oh, actually, I only got three minutes left on the show, so this, this turned out perfectly. Michael, I want to thank you once again for stopping by. This is um, really, really great information. Um, to my listeners, I want you all to go to my Facebook page. The information will be there. I'll also go to alldigitalradio.com. I'll have um, all Michael's website addresses. He has many. He's all over the place. You are one busy one busy man, uh, Mr. Weatherspoon. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm, I, well, every chance I get to go to bed, I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's not many nights, but when I do get a chance, I'm I'm not trying to find anything to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. Not, not press for anything to do. But you know what, what they say, the uh, idle mind is the workshop of the devil. So that's a good thing. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> I, love, I, I love being busy. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it's a great thing. It's a great thing. All right. Thanks once again, Mike, for, uh, for stopping by and talking to our listeners. And much, much success. I'm going to um, have you back. We're going to just sit in and we're going to actually do a, just a, uh, a good old sit down, listen to music type show, um, which is Great. normally my format. But once again, I want to make sure that uh, my listeners knew that this if this book is out there. Um, if you don't feel like it's, it's something for you, trust me, it is for someone in your life needs to read this book. Um, I put my stamp of approval on it. I don't know if that means anything, but I do. So, once again, Mike, thanks so much for tuning in. And to your listeners, um, I think we got maybe like five minutes left on the show. I'm going to play some stuff, and I'll catch you all back here next week because I'm not seeing you anymore for the day. Mike, thanks so much, and we are done. I'm just going to hit this stop button and we can talk about it. Again, I want to thank Michael Weathers for stopping in and, and chit-chatting with us about his uh, book that will be released on April the 4th. Uh, that's in two weeks. And again, if you want to find out about his book signing, you can go to uh, my Facebook page. You'll find it there, KG in the Lab. And we also have uh, links to his website and um, the new things that he is doing. Like I said, I really, really greatly appreciate him stopping by. Um, and if this is your first time listening to KG in the Lab, I want to thank you also for just stopping by and listening to us, because some of you all might not have listened to the show if it hadn't been for Michael being on. Uh, <laughs> so if you want to hear um, more of KG in the Lab, you can go to iTunes podcast and you'll be able to download the show there. Or stop by our site, alldigitalradio.com, KG in the Lab. Um, you can download the show from there also. You can listen to old shows. Um, there's a couple of singles that I put up every now and then. Like, like the comic, like the track of the day or whatever's catching my ear. So you can hear that music there also. All right. Once again, thank you so, so very much for tuning in. I look forward to being back with you guys next week. And have a great evening.